A major university is an incredible place of learning, creativity, and accomplishment. As president of Oklahoma State University, I have the opportunity to explore and experience what makes our campuses unique. I'm Burns Argus. Come along with me, and together, let's go inside OSU. The sky, in fact, is not the limit at Oklahoma State University's new Excelsior Lab. Excelsior opened in the fall of 2019. Its purpose is to take drone research to the next level. To say that Oklahoma State University is a leader in unmanned aircraft systems research isn't just a slogan. Here are the facts. OSU was the first university to develop a graduate program in unmanned systems engineering. Our program was the first to receive FAA approval to fly fixed-wing UAVs in swarms. And we were the first university program in the nation to be approved by the FAA to conduct beyond visual line-of-sight research flights. UAVs can serve many purposes, but in the end, the primary goal of Excelsior is to perform Tier 1 research for safety and environmental research. This effort is led by Dr. Jamie Jacob. Jamie, while this building's new, the program is not new. No. I mean, we've been working on UAVs for a long time. Yeah, certainly. You know, our unmanned aircraft program was started all the way back in the 90s under Professor Andy Arena. And so we've been doing this for the past 20 years now. And really what Excelsior does is it brings together all of these technologies in a way that allows us to serve the overall Oklahoma State uh, University family. And is it mostly student work here, or is it uh, yeah. research as well? Yeah, it's mostly undergraduate and graduate research, and the concept behind Excelsior is to be able to have a true multidisciplinary facility uh, that allows anyone from the OSU campus to come and work on their projects. You know, and it you know, it's kind, kind of, of like Endeavor. Sure, and it, it spans the entire range uh, from plant and soil sciences to environmental monitoring to crops to livestock to public safety. Um, you know, any undergraduate or graduate student you know, that has a particular idea that they would like to work on to help foster their research, they can come to Excelsior to be able to do that. What's the importance of drones in, uh, in their, our future here? Well, you know, there are a number of different things that people can use drones for to uh, aid them not only in their research applications, but also in commercial endeavors. Particularly for things that we do at OSU, uh, drones are extremely useful in things such as monitoring the environment, which can be used in the Environmental Sciences Graduate Program, uh, to looking at crops and livestock from both BAE and plant and soil sciences, uh, from doing things such as aiding first responders for our fire services training program. Now we talk about drones in the air usually. Uh, is there application under the water? Sure, and you know we're using drones not only for aerial applications, but ground and then on the surface of the water and below the surface of the water. Uh, particularly when you're looking for water applications, you know they allow you to essentially see the environment um, and you know use drones to essentially make water quality measurements, not only at the surface but also beneath the surface as well. Looking for things such as pollutants and uh, algal blooms, which are particularly important here in Oklahoma. I assume there would also be some military applications. Uh, certainly. You know, you know, one of our uh, biggest uh, customers on the research side is the Department of Defense. And of course, they have a wide range of different applications that they're using drone technology for. There's been a lot of talk about uh, everything will be delivered through the air almost, but pizzas certainly and uh, packages from Amazon and the like. Is that really possible and practical? Yeah, certainly. You know, and pizzas sound kind of silly. You know, if it, if through my 
you know, personal preference, I'd prefer tacos, but you know, you know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, your mileage may vary as far as that's concerned. Uh, but from a more practical standpoint, delivering things such as emergency medical supplies, you know, life-saving, uh, you know, blood that you might need in a field, that's being done right now in parts of the world. Uh, it's much more difficult to do here in the U.S. since we have a more complicated national airspace system. So, you know, we're working with groups such as the FAA, as well as commercial companies here in Oklahoma, such as Vigilant Aerospace Systems and Max-Q, to help make that idea come to fruition. Because there are limitations on use of airspace. Cert certainly, yeah. Everything within the United States airspace is governed under very tight restrictions. And so we have to make sure that we uh, manage to stay within those you know, very tight guidelines to make sure we maintain the safety of the airspace. What broad areas of research are, are we involved in? Yeah, so there's the broad area of developing drones, so that, that looks at the drone technology, primarily th things such as the autopilots that go into the unmanned aircraft and other unmanned systems, as well as developing the specific platforms, you know, making unique type of systems. And then we utilize those to look into research for other types of applications. What are some new areas that you can use drones uh, in, as well as how can existing drone applications help make your research better by getting more data or getting your data more efficiently. Well, speaking of that, I know there was a, you have a nice grant uh, with respect to wind, studying wind with drones. Yeah, we have a new $1.5 million grant for the National Science Foundation led by one of our faculty in mechanical and aerospace engineering. And it really combines some of the expertise that we have across Oklahoma State University, uh, both on the control of drones, as well as the human aspects of being able to use these uh, with manned pilots. And this is really focused on using drones to help improve our understanding of the wind in urban environments, which is gonna be really important if we wanna use drones to be able to deliver things uh, in cities as well as you know the utilization of urban air taxis. I know that uh, your program is also the first in the country to be approved for uh, testing swarms of, of drones. Yeah, so the FAA uh, provided us approval to be able to fly you know drones uh, in large swarms. So rather than having one pilot control one drone, we have one pilot control many aircraft at a single time. Uh, and that's really important if we want to use drones, for example, to understand the weather, where we want to be able to take measurements from lots of different locations without having to put lots of pilots out in the field. So this doesn't necessarily mean swarms like swallows or fish swarms, you see. Yeah, they could actually disperse the, the drones uh, Certainly, from yeah. one control. So yeah, fly in lots of different areas. But you know, we're learning a lot from nature as well. Uh, where we can use nature as a model, whether it's swarms of bees or flocks of birds, and look at how they communicate with one another, so that way they don't collide when they're flying, and utilize those same type of techniques uh, to help manage our drone fleets while they're flying in the air. You also have a major grant that I know we're working with other universities, having to do with flying drones into weather systems to better predict tornadoes. And we have a $6 million grant for the National Science Foundation called CloudMap, which is really used to help develop unmanned aircraft uh, for use in weather um, observations. And we want to be able to do that so that way it gives uh, weather forecasters and meteorologists uh, better data to help, help them essentially improve their forecasting capabilities, particularly in severe weather environments. And improve the warnings. 
Correct. Yeah. So, you know, our our hope is that, you know, in the future we'll be able to use drones uh, to provide a worn on forecast capability where you can say, well, you're going to be getting the severe weather at this particular time in the future. As Dr. Jacob mentioned, Excelsior was built for students of all majors to collaborate and advance the use of unmanned aircraft systems. Among those working in Excelsior are Ben Lowe and Alexis Vance. Alexis is part of a research team that is trying to set a world record for flying kites at high altitudes. We have a project with Toyota where we're working to develop high altitude kites uh, for airborne wind energy generation. As we all know, especially here in Oklahoma, wind turbines are a great way to generate energy and they're even more effective the higher up in the atmosphere you go. And recently we've been working on breaking the world record for high altitude kites. Which is how high? 16,009 feet. Now in December, we reached our own personal altitude record of 9,039 feet. You're more than halfway there. Yeah, and this year we hope to continue working on breaking that record. What are some of the impediments? What are the challenges you have in flying higher than 16,000? Well, believe it or not, in Oklahoma, our main challenge is the weather. We need a nice day where it's sunny, but we also have high winds. But more importantly, we have high continuous winds up in the atmosphere. It takes a long time to get the kite up to that level. How long does it take? I know most of our testing lasts about a day. I don't know if we go any longer than that, but we would need to to get up to those altitudes. And when I think of a kite, I think of a flat service with a string on it. And what do these kites look like? So the kites that we use are actually inflatable. So the main beams that provide the structure for the kite are made out of inflatable technology, which is what Toyota was interested in and why they asked us to work on the project. Now why were they interested in that? In inflatable technology, uh, well, it reduces the weight of the kites that can fly higher. I think of Toyota as an automobile company. I didn't realize they were interested in space. Well, they're interested in developing these kites, what they call the Mothership Project. Um, their future goal for these kites is that we'll have one with over a 300-foot wingspan. It will be able to fly very high up in the jet streams and be able to generate a lot of energy um, using solar panels and also using wind turbines. And then that energy will be able to get down back to the ground. So we hope to use these kites in the future as a use of energy generation. And right now we're using them to gather data on the atmosphere and also to improve our weather forecasting. Well, in addition to all that, you're working with NASA. Mm -hmm. NASA is taking the initiative here to develop uh, unmanned air traffic control systems, or sort of air traffic control for drones. And they've asked us at OSU to help develop a modern system to monitor and control drones so they can safely operate in U.S. airspace. In fact, you did an internship and, uh, at NASA this past year? Yeah, this past year, through the Pathways program that they have at NASA, I went down and worked at the Johnson Space Center. I was mostly working on supporting the International Space Station. It was very cool. I even got to talk to people in space, astronaut Christina Cook and Jessica Muir, who just did their spacewalk. Well, Ben, uh, you're working on some interesting things with drones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, this is actually my PhD work uh, under Dr. Jacobs. So what we're doing here is to develop an indoor drone designed for search and rescue or indoor inspections. Where so you it can have, bump into things yes. and still function? Yeah, or environment without GPS. Yeah. So this will be a protective cage where a propeller is inside, and then you can just uh, land it however you want it. And the best part is you can use a propeller and upright and take off again. So there's something that typical quadcopter, you may not be able to do that. With a helicopter? Yeah, like a helicopter, for example. And which is what you've got right there. Yeah, so this is a, a quadcopter uh, that able to fold together, but we designed this for uh, weather co uh, collection data, uh, atmospheric studies. So this is actually de developed as a, a DJI alternative platform by the 
research engineer here in USRI. So Ben, I know you grew up in Malaysia and you've been in the United States and here at OSU for many years. What got you started and interested in the UAV area? So to be exact, I've been here for 19 years on my degrees uh, throughout OSU. So actually the senior design uh, during my undergrad with Dr. Andy Arena on the design, build and flight competitions where we actually competed with 50 universities from five countries. So that was really that motivation for me to continue pursue my master's degrees and PhD with Dr. Jacobs. So from that onwards, and then until I start my, do my own drones with Dr. Jacobs, that really kind of, you know, hey, these are more exciting to do with unmanned systems. Did someone suggest we need a drone that can bump into things and keep moving, keep working? Uh, well, uh, many is for the search and rescue, for example, the OKC bombing, right? So we need something that can go into the scene where it's chaotic, right? You can't just fly any like, uh, open propeller drone inside. Yeah, this is pretty rescue. big. Yeah, that's why we are kind of kind of make it miniaturizing, right? Yeah. Make it smaller so we can go inside and do this kind of similar mission where you go in quickly as soon as possible. You can have cameras that mounted inside, and then capture the scene as soon as possible. Either you can stay there or get out, yeah, without worrying about you know uh, obstacles bumping into it. How unique is this facility? As far as we know, Excelsior is really the only facility of its kind, you know, throughout the United States that allows students from any stripe across campus to be able to come and work on drone technology to help further the research. As you were saying before, I think that uh, you, you have people from literally all over the campus. Agriculture is here and some of the sciences. Yeah, pretty much from uh, anywhere on campus. We have uh, students from geography, geology, plant soil sciences, even journalism coming and working on uh, their research projects and you know utilizing the facilities at Excelsior. As we've seen, Excelsior will have a huge impact on OSU research and teaching. It will help us better prepare our graduates, many of whom are already working for Boeing and Lockheed Martin as well as others. And our research will improve weather warnings, lead to safer search and rescue missions, and impact society in many other ways. The future has never been brighter for Oklahoma State's Unmanned Systems Program. I'm Burns Hargis. We'll see you next time on Inside OSU.